So, if you, you went to comedy, if you saw comedians when I was young, uh, if, you, if you weren't in London and you grew up outside London, as many people were forced to do, uh, <laughs> you, you would, you would, it wasn't like a comedy store and things like that. And it was good because they were the security guards that were shit. And, um, but you used to see comics on with bands and stuff um, before there was a, a comedy circuit as such. And I saw uh, Ted supporting the fall and I saw. Uh, Peter Richardson from the comic strip supporting Dexter's Midnight Runners. Remember that? Uh, and then uh, and a number of times I saw uh, this next act opening for bands and it was fantastic. And uh, you'll know him better than someone else probably. But uh, here he is. Uh, please welcome for the first time in some time, Porky the Poet. Lord Smoothie all 
help him, you'll see. The three bears are on racks in Harris because Hank, he shot them at last. And Teacher was thrown out of Bass Street for being too pissed when in class. Minnie the Minx is a feminist now in London Northwest 3. BC Blood rang Beano Town Council. Now the Bass Street dogs are in. Back to sea. <laughs> Ball boy changed his name to Red Boy. Piccadilly was where he wound up. Beano Town United are doing all right without him in the European Cup. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell! Baby face Finlayson's in South America with seven million quid in used bills. I swear I'm getting a sweater. Uh, <laughs> and the nibblers, they nibble no more. Because Porky called in Rent-A-Kill. Billy Wiz eventually ran out of sulfate. Now he works for the DHSS. And our hero, Ugly Club, changed his name to Gary Bushell and got a job in the music press. <laughs> Little Plum is a rescue campaigner. <laughs> Best Street Kids are all YTS. Blah, 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 blah. And Nash has been sent to the vet. <laughs> They've all grown up in the Beano. What are we going to do now? They've all grown up in the Beano, just like me and you. But <laughs> right, then I thought, uh, then I wrote one, and I said I've written a poem now from the perspective of being a raccoon because I think it's very important as an artist <laughs> to be able to put yourself in other people's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really can't believe I got away with this shit. <laughs> and I fucking did as well. Gigs and gigs, they just kept rolling in. Mostly benefits, but fuck it, it was work. Because uh, that tenner for expenses. Because I got a travel card, which meant I had five ninety nine shots. Anyway. Right, okay, what was the um, Yes, right, so a, a, a poem from this perspective of being a raccoon. Thank you. <laughs> Xavier Crockett, what a twat. My auntie used to be his hat. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and I wrote this one because I did a gig with Ivor Cutler once. And it was fucking fantastic. And, uh, um, it was back, back when Ken was running on the really running it, not like pretend running it, just trying to just drive around. I mean, like, really running it. Um, and the GLC just put gigs on every fucking other week. It was brilliant. Didn't charge anyone anything, and everyone got paid loads to do these gigs. And fucking, you can turn the corner without the Smiths on a stage somewhere. Fucking <laughs> unbelievable. Then and then the drums of Burundi and Andy Kershaw DJ. Oh, house you guys. Anyway. Uh, so um, I did this year with Cutler, it was, it was called the 32 Burroughs Show, and I had one of them uh, with him in Bedford and Bragg, it was Bragg and Ivan Cutler, they put on Ivan Cutler before me, which was just fucking nuts, because I had to go on after Ivan Cutler with that fucking Beano shit. <laughs> and, so I wrote a poem about Ivan Cutler, uh, which, which uh, was called Dear Ivan. Dear Ivan. I am sorry I have not replied to your letter, but you have not written to me yet. <laughs> no, 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 really. Uh, and now I've started writing them again because uh, being a DJ sucks the fucking soul out of you. Um, 
And it's not a bit, it was lovely having Ted on this morning, moaning that this gig apparently wasn't big enough for him. Uh, oh, I understand, Ted, it's going to be a four CD box set. Yeah, those are ours. I mean, if it could be bigger, I could do the night. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Next time, the young Apple. So, uh, I wrote this, right, right, this is a poem that I wrote, right? For no apparent reason, I fucking hate Russell Brand. Seriously, for no reason. <laughs> I've got no reason to hate the man, I've never met him, uh, I've never worked with him, I've seen him and his hair on television and they look lovely and they look like they're enjoying themselves. Um, but, uh, you know, I've not met him, I can't judge him, and yet I've fucking spent months hating him. Um, seriously, real cunt. You fuck you, you cunt. <laughs> totally irrational and I don't approve it at all, so I wrote this one about that. It's called Carry On Crow. Driving home after work, well, not driving, but sitting, the driver drove. I idly pondered on my hate for hollow, shallow Russell. Not a rock star, but he dresses like one. A half-life of smoke and mirrors. I began to fantasise, smiling on his demise. Public failure, then shame, finally death. saw through me, a petty, spiteful fool, my black heart unmasked by a crow's demise. Then I thought, I bet Russell ran it over.
from head to toe, the stand-up who stood for nothing and made jokes of us all. Thank you, good night.
stories. <laughs> or, okay. <laughs> this one time, we went out to the pub. <laughs> and he said to me, would you like a drink, JC? I said, okay, here it comes. Uh, I'll, I'll have a Coke. Now, because it's before I was on Weight Watchers, I had normal Coke. <laughs> Let's have a Coke, Nelly. He says, alright, go to get it. Thank <laughs> you. 
fair. She called it famous Sicilian. <laughs> so, Vanessa Fultz. <laughs>
Hello. <laughs> so we're here um, in celebration of Ted Chippendon. I, I didn't know who he was. Um, <laughs> and Stuart uh, Lee called me uh, saying, could you do this uh, Ted Chippendon benefit? I assumed it was someone who died of cancer. <laughs> And we were, you know, going to do our best to raise some money for research, but <laughs> turned out um, we're here for the release of a box set, um, <laughs> which coincidentally is, uh, you know, something very personal to me. Um, <laughs> my mother, at the moment, um, has box sets. So <laughs> I also wasn't aware this evening that people would be doing like, old stuff that they used to do, and that would be the general theme. I did a stand-up gig when I was 13 as, uh, as part of my Saturday morning drama school's annual variety show. <laughs> You know, surprise, surprise, you're still a black. <laughs> I don't know about you. I don't think it's very surprising. <laughs> Every week, some old woman Still will say, old Chuck. <laughs> you haven't seen your sister for 15 years. Well, tonight, surprise, 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 not surprise, surprise, surprise. Oh, what's it, what's it going to be, I wonder? Thank <laughs> you. 
we tell her of what she thinks is a fact-finding expedition about landmines. <laughs> now, remember, what she doesn't know... It's been a while. Remember, what, she, what Princess Diana thinks is that those landmines that she's about to walk through have been decommissioned. <laughs> Uh, maybe you hate, I don't know, black people. 
Well, what's wrong with you? Why? <laughs> and maybe it's unfair to single you out like that, but you're, a, you're an awful racist. So. Thank you. 